Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Mike Bagley, the entire MRN crew here with you as we are preparing ourselves for the round of eight. Let's get ready to let loose this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. NASCAR Xfinity Series and NASCAR Cup Series teams getting ready to go out, out there in Las Vegas. Of course, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is off. Their final race in their round of eight will be at Homestead the following week. So here comes a three-race burst that will determine who is going to run for the championship this year. 2023 Xfinity and Cup Series drivers have a lot on them. There is one driver that while he has a lot on him, he took a lot of pressure off, and that's Sam Mayer. This past weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway, the drive for the Cure 250, Sam was in a dire points situation, and he was a must-win-to-advance driver, and he did exactly that. Sam Mayer has had an up-and-down year in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. As a matter of fact, he had a horrible round of 12, where he basically DNF'd the entire round, especially coming off that 
turn one lap two crash at Texas the week prior. Let's go to the NASCAR live wide open Zoom hotline and bring in the most recent winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Sam Mayer, driver of that number one car, is in the house. Sam, welcome into NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? Obviously doing pretty good. We just came off probably one of the most stellar weekends in the Xfinity Series for myself. So it's a good way to uh, cap off the round of 12 onto the round of eight. Solid weekend when you needed it the most, that must-win situation. Before we talk about all the accolades and the celebrations, what about going into that race Saturday at Charlotte where... You really, your back was against the wall and you made it happen at day's end. Yeah, absolutely. We were, uh, we were confident in ourselves. Like someone had to win that race. Might as well be me. Like, it's just kind of one of those deals where you walk into there and you have to have all the confidence in the world and you have to make it happen. And, uh, obviously Marty and everyone else on the organization and on the team, they, uh, brought me the best race car I've had all year and uh, I put it to good use and got ourselves in victory lane. You have emerged as quite the road course winner this year. You've won three road courses. The last win before Saturday was Watkins Glen back in the summer. Where did these uh, where do these road course racing skills come from here? You know, like it's actually what I grew up doing. I, I ran go-karts for the first 10 years of my career. I started when I was just four years old and uh, honestly, the first part of my career when I was doing go-karts, I wanted to go IndyCar racing because that's kind of like what you were uh, back in go-karts. That's kind of where you end up, ended up. And one day I just randomly switched to wanting to go NASCAR racing, beating and banging on short tracks. And uh, obviously the road courses are um, a favorite of mine because of that background, but I never expected my first three wins to come on them. Who were you a fan of IndyCar wise back when you wanted to be an IndyCar driver? Like who were, who were you following? Who did you want to be like? Like who was number one in your book back then? Yeah. You know, like I was always a big willpower fan. Uh, you know, he was obviously a, a, a great and still is. And uh, forever, I wanted to be, you know, a Team Penske willpower driver. And uh, obviously, when I made the switch to NASCAR, I, I immediately focused on just like the big names like Dale Jr. and Jimmy Johnson. I never really paid attention, I guess you could say, because I was constantly doing the racing of my own. But uh, as I became more of a race fan and a NASCAR fan, I obviously enveloped in the sport more and uh, tried, tried to pay attention as much as I could to learn as much as I could. You know, it's funny you bring that up because you obviously at that time in your age, you saw something you liked about Will, about that car, about that team. What did you see that made you want to be like him and like them or be a part of them? You know, like it's kind of just the atmosphere. Like I always wanted to be like a great driver. I wanted to be someone that people would remember. I wanted to be the best. I mean, any six-year-old would say I want to be a firefighter or an astronaut or something like that. In the racing terms, that's being like Will Power or like Joseph Newgarden, any one of those greats. So I kind of just wanted to be the best of the best. And, and I looked on the best of the best to be like them. So you see that end result, but you know, it takes work to get there, as you well know. So from that young age until you're one of the greats in racing, there's a lot of work to be done in between that. How, what's it like in the middle of that work right now? You're still working on your skill sets. You're still working on, you know, becoming a professional race car driver. What's it like putting in that grunt work and, and, and being devoted to putting that work in? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you put yourself in a spot where you have to learn on the fly and, and learn quickly. Like when I first got into like the big track stuff, when I turned 18, I was racing an Xfinity car for the first time. So I'm learning all of these new racetracks, all of these new cars, like, 
all at once with no practice, no qualifying. You just show up and learn during the race. So it made it really tough on me. And uh, I went through a lot of downs and some ups, but I learned a lot along the way. And I think that's why I've become a lot better this year is because I've had that experience. And I got to learn the hard way and, and now I can go put it to good use. And I know that some of those hard times have come this year as well. Between your win at Watkins Glen and your win Saturday at the Roval, it's been some challenges along the way. I know that some folks have have said that, well, he drives too rough. He's too aggressive, things like that. What's it been like learning your way through those ups and downs this season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we really couldn't do anything wrong during the summer. Like, even if I made a mistake a little bit, we had to find our way back up to second, third place right away. We had like, I think it was like 12 straight weeks where I think we only had two finishes outside the top seven. And then the last five, six weeks, we couldn't finish inside the top 10. So it was, uh, I mean, those are the ebbs and flows of racing. Obviously our ebb came at the exact wrong time, but we uh, we clutched up. We, we came back and did what we had to do right at the right time. And now hopefully we're, back on a positive track going into the rest of the playoffs. And it would appear that way. What has it been like working for Dale, working for Kelly over at Junior Motorsports? And you've got a lot of great resources around you. You talked about Marty, Marty Lindley, your crew chief. What's it like being surrounded by all that and try to absorb the knowledge they're trying to give you instead of, oh, yo, I've got this covered. I'll take care of this. You you would have to be a sponge at this point in your career, I would imagine. Absolutely. You have to be a sponge Pretty much as long as you're a race car driver, you're always constantly learning something like Kyle Busch, like he ebbs and flows and he's learning still today. He's one of the best to do it and he's always still learning. And I mean, looking back on it, like I'm always still learning. Even this last weekend at the Roval, I learned a lot about myself and and staying in the game and staying mentally fit. Like I learned a lot about myself that way and, and in, 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 in a good way. And I mean, the, it, these Xfinity races, these cup races, they're very tough, but you're always developing and learning and trying to be better but you're just going through the rest of the year trying to be the best you can and and you got what you got well the rest of the year entails a stop in las vegas homestead martinsville and phoenix got four races to go walk us through this how do you see this playing out over the next four races two miles and a half you've also got a short track and you got a one mile track in phoenix yeah i mean we show up like into the playoffs and we're like man all these racetracks were are really good for me the only one that is questionable that i don't have a lot of experience at is kansas and and obviously that race got cut short for us again uh we went to texas and i made a huge mistake that i will never make again and uh we showed up at the roval and, and clutched up we go to the rest of the playoffs the last four races of the year we we have the same confidence level we still think that the mile and a halfs are good for us we learned a lot of stuff as a company over the last couple of weeks obviously i'm a little behind the eight ball on that but the rest of the company kind of made up for it so we go to show up to vegas finish top five top ten in everything each stage in the race and we'll be in a really decent spot for uh, showing up to homestead in martinsville but homestead's one of those places where i'm definitely going to use some of the team notes to hopefully get a good finish out of it and maybe maybe even a win because Obviously, Noah was a part of the company last year and years prior and absolutely dominated that race, no matter what the circumstance. And uh, obviously, I want to be like that. So we're going to show up with all the notes from the number nine car from the last couple of years. And hopefully I can go out there and do the same thing there. Lock us into the champ four and and focus on Phoenix from there. It's been fun to watch you this year, my friend. Uh, It's been fun to 
Watch on road courses on all styles of racetracks. This is a clutch moment, and these are clutch times ahead. We wish you the best in getting more wins and being in contention to win the championship there at Phoenix. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, y'all. Sam Mayer, Marty Lindley, getting it done at Charlotte. Question is, can they get it done at Las Vegas, Homestead, and or Martinsville and become a part of the championship for discussion to run for the title at Phoenix the first weekend in November? We'll all find out together. Let's shift gears, come back to the NASCAR Cup Series. We're racing in Las Vegas, and uh, it's a home game for the odds makers, and I'm curious to see what Las Vegas is saying. Trey is here with the odds for the South Point 400 race weekend. Trey? What do you think? What does Las Vegas think as we get set to head out west? Well, before we get into the odds specifically for this weekend, I just wanted to go back to the championship odds that we've kind of been covering all season. And after weeks and weeks and months and months of, you know, him being in the mix, but not necessarily the favorite after his outstanding performance in the round of 12 with two second place finishes and one first place finish, William Byron is finally the betting favorite to win the championship, according to Las Vegas. He's at plus 350. But Vegas does not think he is the favorite this weekend to win out there in the desert. They have his teammate, Kyle Larson, who has been the favorite to win the championship, according to Vegas, for a lot of the season. He's the favorite to win this weekend at Vegas. He is at plus 450. Byron, right behind his teammate, he is at plus 550. And then Denny Hamlin, also right there at plus 550. And if you're asking around for people's championship four predictions, most are going to have those three in. It's just a matter of who they're going to for their fourth. So uh, pretty clear that Vegas likes those three heading into the round of eight. My pick for this weekend, I'm going with Denny Hamlin. Just the speed that that 11 and the Toyotas have had on intermediate tracks all season long, I think that Denny is going to pull it off and lock himself into yet again another championship for this weekend, even though it was Byron and Larson who dominated the spring race here at Vegas, but so much has changed since then, and the Toyotas have really asserted their dominance on mile and a half. In terms of long shots this weekend, there are two that I like. Former Vegas winner Alex Bowman, he is 35-1. to 1. And then an, a driver who was eliminated this past weekend, Ross Chastain. They have been up and down in their performance this season, but their strength has been the intermediate racetracks. Came close to winning at Texas. Vegas is where he got his first Xfinity win. He finished second in this race last year. He also has a third at Vegas. Ross Chastain, 22 to 1. Bowman, 35 to 1 are my long shots, but I think the first driver to lock himself into the championship four in the Cup Series is going to be Denny Hamlin at plus 550 odds. Wow. Coming off the DNF last weekend uh, at the Roval, Trey is saying Denny Hamlin. I say keep tabs on that 24 bunch, man. They are in that stride. I like Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain as the long shots. The Performance Racing Network will have the coverage for you this weekend from Las Vegas. We pick up the broadcasting duties the following week at Homestead, and we'll be with you and the NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series, uh, series that is, for the rest of the 2023 season so with that said don't forget we've got another nascar live for you tuesday night at seven we've also got another nascar live wide open that you can download next thursday as we get set to head to south florida for producer trey and the rest of the mrn team i'm mike bagley enjoy your las vegas racing weekend and we'll catch up with you again next week right here on nascar live wide open until then so long everybody nascar live wide open is brought to you by toyota 
For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. 